This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers and technical professionals who want to succeed in both work and life. In today's episode, we have a listener on, and this is an interesting one. Jamie Buck is a listener who, a few episodes ago, sent a question on the Q&A episode, which I answered, which was, should I work for a Fortune 50 engineering company or a small consultancy? And so I answered it, and I gave him one answer, which you're going to hear in a minute, and he ended up doing the opposite because he's smart and it worked out really well for him. So you're going to hear his original question and answer, and then you'll hear me and him actually in a conversation, a detailed conversation, jumping into what he's learned so far in making the decision that he made, which was really, really cool. And then we'll do some cool stuff at the end of the show as well in the Take Action Today segment. Before we jump in, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode. If you're thinking about taking the FEPE or SE exam, I recommend that you check out PPI, the leader in engineering exam prep. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at PPITopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use promo code COACH for a 20% discount. Industry-respected instructors, comprehensive exam coverage, and community support. These are a few reasons you should enroll in one of PPI's live online review courses for the FE, PE, and SE exams, including three new courses developed for the updated 2017 Mechanical PE exam. Enroll today at ppi2pass.com. You're going to hear my conversation here with Jamie, and Jamie Buck graduated from the University of Leeds in 2016 with a first-class master's degree in mechanical engineering. He has one year of work experience spent in the process industry, industrial placement, and is currently working for an independent consultancy company based in the design simulation team, and he's been doing that for about four months. I'm going to give you a quote, and then you're going to hear Jamie's original question and my answer, and then we'll jump into the main segment where I actually, it's me and him engage in this conversation around what he actually decided to do. So the quote is from Miles Monroe. Our life is the sum total of all the decisions we make every day, and those decisions are determined by our priorities. Here we go. Let's listen to his original question. All right. So our last question, which wasn't an easy one, comes from James in the UK. He says, hello, Anthony and Chris. Thank you for the time and effort you both give to the podcast. I've been listening for a few months now, and it has truly been helping my career progression and decision-making. I am an engineering graduate currently studying my master's in mechanical engineering in the UK. My question, I am fortunate enough to be offered a position with two companies working in my area of interest, which is simulation engineering. One is a large Fortune 50 company using in-house simulation software offering a great package, and the other is a small consultancy where I will learn to use ANSYS to a high level. I feel like I should take the small consultancy due to the skills I will gain. However, I could be turning down a great opportunity with the large company, although I will learn software that is not used anywhere else. I am unsure if I am overthinking these issues. I know I will learn transferable skills with both. However, 
do you think it would be more beneficial to my career to work with a large company with lesser skills in specific software or work with a small consultancy with a demonstrable skill in a widely used software? Any advice is appreciated. This is a tough one. It's tough because it's industry-driven, and I'm not terribly familiar with software. It's all, you're also in a different location, James. You're in the UK. I'm in the US. So that presents, it's just a little different as far as the, kind of the trends locally. But it's a hard question for me to answer. Both offer a lot of benefits. What I'm thinking about, though, in this scenario and the way I'm framing it out, I always try to take that approach when you look back and say, geez, did I make the right decision? What if I would have did this? And I think in this case, it's hard to turn up a position with a Fortune 50 company that you might never get again, or you don't know how long it would take you to get in the door at a company of that stature. Because, you know, while I always say that working for small companies is awesome because you get a lot of exposure to different skill sets, working for a big company is great on your resume and it gives you access to awesome projects that are like maybe once in a career or once in a lifetime to be able to work on them. So when I look at your question, I kind of say, if you take the Fortune 50 job and then you want to change it up in the future, you could probably always find a small consultancy to work for. But it may not be easy the other way around. If you went to the small consultancy, it might not be able to say, all right, I'm not really like it. Let me go take a job with a Fortune 50 company. And again, maybe it is in your area. And if that's the case, then maybe you want to take a gamble on it. But for me, it seems like the Fortune 50 company is the one that gives you a great opportunity now but then also you could back into a consultancy if you wanted to later. So please, you may have already had to make the decision, but if you didn't, I'd love to hear what you're thinking. Or if you did make the decision, let us know how you turned out. You can email me at anthony at engineeringcareercoach.com. And if we do get emails from listeners on how they made out, we will update you on our next Q&A episode. It's always good to hear that. All right, now it's time to jump into the main segment of today's episode. And this is an interesting conversation that I'm about to have today because I have with me here, Jamie Buck. He's a listener of the podcast. He submitted a question that I answered back on episode 131, which you just heard in the intro of the show. You heard his question. You heard my answer. And I want to welcome Jamie to the Engineering Career Coach podcast so we can hear how he's doing now. Welcome, Jamie. Hi, Anthony. So, Jamie, you asked the question about kind of choosing between this Fortune 50 company and a small firm, and you decided to go with the small firm. Tell us, walk us through your decision-making process, why you went that direction, and then we'll go from there. To many people's surprise, I took the smaller company over the large Fortune 50, which was actually Caterpillar. And it was for a very similar role. Uh, so prior to taking the offer, I didn't have a specific industry that I wanted to work in. So for me, one of the big drivers for choosing uh, the smaller consultancy was actually the variety of the work. So I knew exactly the type of work that I wanted to be doing, which was uh, simulation engineering. That was actually the position uh, at Caterpillar as well. But my progression where I am at the moment in terms of branching out into other areas. So at the minute, I work heavily on structural analysis, but I get the opportunity at the moment to work in fluid dynamics, uh, CFD, uh, electromagnetics, various different things. So for me, one of the key drivers was being able to have that variety going forward, not only in terms of projects, but also the type of work that I can branch out to. I mean, so far, so good. It's been fantastic. One thing I just want to say here for the listener is, so Jamie sent his question in, which is great. You can do the same if you go to engineeringcareercoach.com. Just click the Ask Us tab. 
We're actually going to start answering questions through our new channel as well, Engineering Career TV. But the point I'm making here is that I gave him an answer the best I could give Jamie, and my recommendation was to lean towards the larger company. He went with the smaller company, and it's been great. He just gave you great answers of why it's going so great, why he made the decision. And the point I want to emphasize here is, is that all of the answers for your career, critical decisions, pretty much are at your own grasp. Like you have the answers within yourself. However, the reason that you reach out for help, for coaching, for mentoring, for colleagues, we have the support community is because a lot of times you just need help organizing your thoughts, you know, going over your goals and then extracting those answers, you know, the right answers for you. Obviously, when I answered Jamie's question, I wasn't able to talk to him. So I just had to kind of read it and give a kind of a general take on it. But I think it's an important thing for you to understand is that you may be struggling with a career decision yourself, and you might just have to get some help, get some guidance, get some thoughts back and forth on it to help you get your decision. It's not like someone that you're going to be able to reach out to is going to tell you exactly what the steps are going to be in your career. They're going to have to maybe help you and maybe help you to provide guidance. So Jamie, what would you say so far is one of the best things about the job for your career, your personal development? So far, I think it's been the investment from the company in terms of my own training. Uh, so as you can imagine, anytime you start a new company, there's going to be uh, various different things that you have to learn, whether it be software or another technical information or something like that. And for me, the company has invested so much time to get me up to speed. And I mean, there's a lot to learn. And I can see my, it's a very steep learning curve. But being in that sort of situation, it's just pushing my knowledge above and beyond um, where it was at university, which is great to carry on that sort of steep learning curve post-university rather than plateau in a position that you may get elsewhere. Now, let me ask you this question, because I know that this may be true when you work at a smaller company. It sounds like it is for you. A lot of times you get jump in on different things. You get to see a lot of different things and you get to take on a lot of responsibilities younger than you might in other situations. Have you found that to be true? So far, I have. I'm getting to the stage now where I'm starting to become a lot more independent in terms of the work that I'm doing and consultancy projects that I'm working on. So a lot more customer interaction that comes directly from me to the client, which, as you've just said, uh, you may not get that elsewhere and it might come at a younger age, somewhere smaller. Uh, it's actually a very young company in terms of the engineers that we have here. And this is a very good mix of experiences and engineers from different backgrounds, which is great for me. One of the things that I didn't want to do going into a company was end up somewhere that my technical knowledge was on the same level as everybody else's. In order to progress, I really need to have other people that are leagues ahead of where I am coming out of university in order to pull me up. Yeah, to answer your question, I've, I've had a, a lot of responsibility fairly early on. I've only been here for, say, four months now, but I've also had the opportunity to get involved in other areas, which was one of the reasons why I chose this company was to get involved in other areas such as business development. So the progression of the company in that sense. So that's something that I'm contributing towards in a technical element, which is a really interesting perspective to have uh, to work with the market and team and things like that. Just for the audience's point of reference, you're four months into this job. Is that right out of university or is that? That is, yeah. That's, uh, I had a break over summer for a few months and then went straight into this role. We're going to jump into that a little bit more, talk about university, but 
First of all, I just want to highlight what Jamie said, because I think it's really important. I think it's not often considered when you're looking for a job is thinking about the knowledge in the company that is going to be able to support you. So if you want to become an expert in a certain field and you're going to go work at a company, you shouldn't just work at that company because they're a top company or a top 100, 500 company. You should work at that company because they have experts in that field so that you can learn from them and progress and and become an expert yourself. So I think that that's a really good point Jamie makes. And it's not always something that you think about. Of course, you may not know yet exactly what field you want to get into. Jamie was lucky that he had a good handle on where he wanted to go. Jamie, maybe you could talk about that. How come you were so clear? Was it just from the work you did in university or? A couple of months before I started to make my applications and things like that, I was in that exact same position. Uh, I had no idea which industry. I know a lot of my peers have had a career path, for example, automotive. They want to go into automotive or aerospace or, or manufacturing or something like that. And I was still very unsure of where I wanted to be. So I just sort of looked at the different type of work that I'd done at university. And I'd spent two years working uh, on significant projects for my dissertation, for my final year and also my master's and used this software in various different, well, not necessarily this software, but the, these technical methods, um, finite element analysis, CFD, things like that. Just sort of thought, what at university did I most enjoy? And when did I start to really go above and beyond just doing it for the grades and start to get really involved and wrapped up in these projects? And the answer came from that. And then it was a case of research and where is this used in different companies? And then that's when it started to branch out and I got a bit more of an idea of where I wanted to be. Uh, And also speaking to alumni at the university, maybe people that I know that work in industry, various different things like that. And it all sort of starts to snowball and then you get a bit of an idea. And for me, that's how it came about. Getting a lot of different information, feedback from different sources to help you kind of clarify, because it is almost like, you know, you're putting a lot of things into this funnel and shaking them out and see what's going to come out the right way. So that's a really good approach. And one thing that I just want to say for you listening is there's not a right or wrong answer to choosing between like a Fortune 50 company and a small engineering consultancy. There definitely isn't a right or wrong answer, right? It's a case-by-case basis based on the person, based on where you want to go in your career, based on your location, based on a lot of things. I think that the conversation here with Jamie hopefully has helped you think about some of the things to consider when you're making that decision. And above that, thinking about the sources you can go to, whether it's coaching, mentoring, alumni, professors, just gathering all this different data and trying to make the best decision for you. So Jamie, let's talk a little bit more because you mentioned to me your situation pre-university. Why don't you talk about that? It wasn't a conventional route. That's correct. I guess in the UK, the conventional route would be to go to high school, then go to college or what we'd call sixth form. And then generally, you would spend a couple of years doing that prior to going to university. I did that up until the university part initially. And I went to college, uh, spent a couple of years studying different subjects that had no relevance really to what I'm doing at the moment, or very little relevance. And I just didn't have the interest at the time. Went out of college, left there, and then spent a few years just working around different shops, different jobs. And then the sort of, I don't know what happened, something just clicked. And I realized that I needed to have some sort of career progression going forward long term. And I just went to the local college at the time, had a conversation with various different people, different, uh, different areas. And it was almost by luck that I've ended up where I've ended up in the sense that I had a conversation with somebody at a college, thought the course sounded really interesting. 
and I went and spent one year doing what we'd call in the UK an access course. So I did an access to engineering course, which is the equivalent of two years of college compressed into one year. So it's pretty intense, but uh, it's the quickest route to get from having not the grades that you need, basically. I got there a few years later. For anybody listening that is in the situation where maybe they, they don't feel like going to university at the minute, they think maybe they want to do it in, in, in future. That's exactly where I was. There's no way that when I was 18 years old, I would have done what I'm doing right now in terms of going to university and things like that. So you've just got to look at your situation where you are and, and just really figure out what you want and where you want to go long term. And listen, Jamie, I don't think that anything that happened to you was happened by luck. I mean, I think when you put yourself out there, when you're talking to people, when you're looking at different things, this is how you find these leads and this is how you find this information. And this is what you have to do as an engineer. And if you're listening, you're thinking, man, I don't know what I want to do in my career. I'm having trouble doing this or that, trying to find a company. You've just got to get out there and you've got to connect with people. You've got to talk to people. You've got to try courses like Jamie mentioned. You've got to get on calls and just keep plugging away and then something's going to turn up. So, and along those lines, Jamie, let's talk about post-university when you're looking for a job. How do you decide on companies? To, forget about even getting to the Fortune 50 in the small, where do you start? How do you know where to approach? It can be quite daunting looking at the uh, job market initially because you start and there's so many different sources and things like that. And I guess one of the starting points for people at university is we have careers fairs. You go along, you meet a few companies. And I think for a lot of people that that forms the basis of where they want to go, which can be great. People find exactly what they want to do that way. But I think you've got to really broaden your horizon in the sense of using online material, uh, going through company websites. I started off that way, and a lot of companies that are advertised this way are the large blue chip companies, things like that. But also look at your university's internal job market. Uh, I know where I was, that's what we had. That is a great platform for looking at smaller so SMEs, small to medium-sized enterprises. And then depending on your location, if you want to stay in a specific location, just go on Google and have a look at engineering companies within your area. Go on Google Maps, type in engineering companies. You'd be surprised at what pops up. And then from there, uh, if they don't have a website or they do have a website, but they don't have they don't have any jobs advertised on there, give them a call. That's what I did. So I kind of had three main different things that I did. I looked at the top companies that I want to, which were the blue chip companies and things like that. And I focused my effort there. And then I had secondary sort of companies that I was looking at, which are the smaller, medium sized companies. I generally put out more applications because the application process is so much shorter. A lot of smaller companies just want a CV and a cover letter, and then you progress to a telephone interview and then maybe go down to the site and have a look. Unlike with some of the larger companies where you spend, you could spend days doing an application and then you have to do online tests and things like that. So you can, for the time of spending, say, one or two days on one large company that you're maybe not terribly interested in, maybe just think about, you know, putting that time into research in your local area or where you want to or wherever and, and just maybe invest in that time for one company that you're maybe not interested in you're just going because it's a big company and looking at everything else that's out there and you might get four or five applications and for me i ended up once i got there you don't know what you're going to get yourself into until you actually meet them some big companies i was terribly disappointed after that long long application process now listen jamie i got one more question for you here today you're at this stage in your career right now you're with this company it's going well just stepping back and looking at your career, what would you say are like the most important things that you need to focus on right now to progress? For me personally, for what I want to do, it's 
building up that technical knowledge. And for me, I want to find a specific area, so a niche market that maybe I can start to work on within the company and develop that so I can be the person to go to within my company for that specific industry. For me, it's building up that technical knowledge in the area that I'm particularly focused on. I feel like through the type of work, I get the opportunity to develop my soft skills, so presentation skills, uh, management skills, things like that. But for me, at the moment, it's the technical, that's what I'm competing on. If I was to go elsewhere, I'd be competing on the technical knowledge. So that's, for me, that's where I need to focus. That's great. And two things that I'll say about Jamie's answer there. One of them is that it's great that he's super focused. He knows what he needs to do. And he's focusing on it. Like he said, there could be other things that could come out like soft skills and other things that might kind of be something that could take him off course that look appealing, but he understands right now the technicals where it's at and he's pursuing it. The second thing that I love about Jamie's answer is that that's an awesome way to progress as an engineer is to pick a niche within your company or within your field and develop an expertise in that niche and become one of the go-to people in that niche. If you can do that, you're definitely going to have success. So Jamie, I want to thank you for being a listener. I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing your experiences, which is really valuable. So just thanks so much for that. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. Today, I'm going to expand upon Jamie's last point, kind of digging a little bit on that deeper, where he talked about the one thing he needs to do to be successful in his career. I think it's really important what he said there. But before I do that, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. Engineers often ask me what exam prep materials or review courses they should use when preparing for the FEPE or SE exam. Hands down, I recommend PPI. I personally use PPI's materials to pass my exams and I recently had a chance to demo their review courses. It's why I feel confident recommending PPI for those of you planning to take the next step in your career. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at ppitopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use promo code COACH for a 20% discount. I kind of asked Jamie there at the end of the interview, what was the one thing he needs to do to succeed? What is that one task that is going to generate 80% of the results in his career? And he said that it was developing his technical expertise in a specific niche. I love that because it's so specific. And if there's one thing you could take away from this episode, and I think there's a bunch of things, especially deciding on which company to work for in the future, what he said, it was how he said it. He was pretty confident about that. And I'm going to touch on that in a future episode about figuring out where you're headed and measuring your progress. But just in general, to be able to say that to someone, to answer that question with confidence, if you can do that, that's like half the battle. If I said to you, what is that one thing you need to do to drive your career success? And you said, well, that's easy. I've got to build my technical knowledge in a specific niche. I'd be like, holy cow, how did you know that? That means you're on target. That means you're on vector, as Christian would say. If nothing else, understand what the biggest success driver is in your career and get it done. And if you do that, you're definitely going to be successful in your career. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. I'd love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions. Go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash choosing between.
all lowercase altogether, choosing between, where you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. You can leave a question in the comments section or visit the Ask Us tab on the website. We monitor all comments and will respond if you leave us one. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.